Behold the venom produced by the head of the snake. Gaze upon the fruits of its propagation of the global war machine. Commiserating its empire of destruction and misery as it slithers throughout the globe, bringing megadeth and agony to all. Beware the head of the snake. Stay vigilant, my friends. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for spending your time in the Tiger's Den. We will try not to waste it. It is Wednesday, January 31st, 2024 AD. I am Franco Matei, otherwise known as Angry Tiger. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, last week we had the great pleasure of Brother Levi coming and explaining his theological perspective of the Bible and Christianity as a whole. This was a fascinating conversation. Although I did disagree with Levi... I was still able to learn a couple of things from him. So tonight, as an encore presentation, we decided to have Brother Levi return and discuss the Bible and Christianity and the theology there within with the well-renowned Whitewall, who is also a Bible scholar and expert in theology. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is not to slight one denomination or another, or to pick on anyone in particular. Both of these gentlemen have opposing views, and there are things I disagree with both of them about. But again, if we don't listen to the other side, we will never learn. This is going to be quite the theological matchup. It will be a civil, non-pejorative debate. I would like to remind those in the chat and our guests to be kind to one another, understanding and thoughtful. We will show the world that we can discuss such things in a civilized manner and disagree without hate. Uh, whoops, without hating each other. Sorry about that. Um, there are different forms of Christianity. We will try to be ecu ecumenical. I said that wrong. Anyway, kind ecumenical. Ecumenical to teach each other, for we are all fighting evil. Bible quotes will be flying. Theologies will be clashing. Hold on tight, ladies and gentlemen, because you have the tiger by the tail. With us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest, returning once again to the tiger's den and friend of the show. The Lord is his shepherd. The satanic New World Order is in his sights. Freedom is in his hearts. Ladies and gentlemen, from Narrow Way, Narrow Gates Ministries, I'm very happy to welcome Levi Matthews to the show. Also with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, from the great northern forest, singing his wolf's song to the Lord. Also a warrior against the evil satanic New World Order. When he switches his tail for freedom and liberty, those are spread throughout the wilderness. Ladies and gentlemen, White Wall. And last but not least, you all know him well, ladies and gentlemen, our special co-host tonight, Jason Barker, a gale force blowing down the walls of tyranny. I got a tiger's roar for everybody here. Thank you guys for being here. And um, I just want to, I kind of want to preface this with Levi last week. You were, you, you did great. You, uh, you explained how, what you thought, how you thought. And uh, I, you, you said some fantastic things to me, fantastical. And uh, I, I really blew my doors off. And um, I, I thought that maybe you and White Wolf would be a great matchup to have, you know, this another theological discussion on the Bible and Christianity. So I, I want to thank you both for being here. Both of these guys are, are friends of mine. I'd like to call, count them friends. I'm pretty sure they count me the same way. And they're friends of the show. And, of course, my friend Jason Barker is here. And uh, I'd like to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I get, I, I'm getting some views. Please share. And please hit a thumbs up, comment. I want to hear from you. Email me at angrytigers.gmail.com. 
And with that being said, um, we, we learned a little bit about Levi last week. I want to, I want to ask White Wolf to tell us a little bit about himself or uh, some of the viewers who might not be familiar with him. Okay. Well, let, let's see uh, my life in five minutes or less. Uh, <laughs> I, I was born in the waning days of the pontificate of Pius XII. Uh, I was raised in what was essentially a good Catholic home, al although my parents were not really, really devout. Uh, but we did go to church every Sunday. We did, uh, we did what was necessary. Um, when I was in third grade, my mother gave me a Baltimore catechism. I took to it like a, like a fish to water, and I basically learned my faith inside and out. Uh, I've been studying eschatology for over 50 years, and but I also went to college. I studied mathematics. I got a degree in mathematics. I uh, worked at the steakhouse for 10 years. Uh, that, that's basically a combination of being uh, Luke Skywalker and an NFL quarterback and an NBA basketball player and uh, and just hanging on for dear life while the world is falling apart around you and uh, being able to think on your feet. So, And uh, I also worked for a Catholic organization for about 15 years. I uh, worked for the SSPX. I learned building skills there. I, I learned how to build a house from the ground up. And uh, basically, I know just enough about a lot of the trades in order to be dangerous. So <laughs> that that's my life in a nutshell. Nice. Nice. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that with us, uh, White Wolf. So guys, I, uh, I don't even know where to start. Um, I, I guess both of you agree. Well, well, how's about we start with a comparison of Protestantism and Catholicism? Yes, that's what I was going to suggest as well. Yeah, that sounds, okay. that sounds good. Are uh, you good with that, brother Levi? Uh, hey, I'm 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 here along for the ride. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, you're the host. I'm I'm just here gotcha. for. Remember uh, that. Okay, gentlemen. well, let, let me start out by saying first of all that that if the Protestants had a pope, uh, most Protestants would be excommunicated because they really don't make good Protestants. But. Uh, the four fundamental axioms of Protestantism are, are what are known as the four solos. The, the, the first is, is solo gratia, which is grace alone. The second is solo fides, which is faith alone and, and, uh, and not works. The third is solo deus, which is God alone and not the communion of saints. And the fourth, which is probably the most famous, is solo scriptura, which means the Bible alone, and Protestants generally don't accept any of our traditions that are not in the Bible. Now, last week, Angry Tiger, actually, you, you made a big foobar when you said that the ascension of Our Lady was in the Bible, and no, it's not. The, the assumption is nowhere in the Bible that comes to us from tradition. And, That's why uh, I have you here, man. And uh, th there's there's lots of other things I can I can get into, but uh, but but I'll okay. Well, well, let me ask Brother Levi a question. 
where did the Bible come from? Well, the Word of God is the inspiredness of the Holy Spirit that he touched the hearts of those men chosen to write the individual either books of the Old Testament or the Gospels and the Epistles of the New Testament. Okay, now, now let me ask you a question. Now, oh, okay. is, is, there, is there any place in the Bible where our Lord Jesus Christ specifically tells anybody to write down what he said? There's well, it, that depends on how you how you want to position it. Okay. Well, I'm just asking a, a simple question: Is is there any place where our Lord Jesus Christ specifically tells anybody to write down what he said? JB, go ahead. Yeah, I, I no, would I, say no, there's, there's I would no, say that. Hold Christ, on one sec, Levi. Let, JB's got something. Christ real quick did say during the last. I'm going to have to moderate this guy so nobody get angry. I, I, I you know, I'm going to. No, so without saying, hey, write this on some parchment. Uh, Christ did say, do this in remembrance of me. He also talked about the Lord's Prayer. Um, there were things that he that Christ mentioned that should be remembered. So it was implied to write down. Now, I'm not saying yeah, yes, Bible. it was implied, but, but he didn't state it directly. The only place where our Lord stated to write down something directly was to St. John when he was writing the Apocalypse. And our Lord told him to, to write the, the uh, visions to the seven churches. Okay, um, Levi was going to say something. Levi, what did you want to say? No, what I was, what I was, what I was saying, is that, you know, the Holy Spirit touched these men's hearts to write these uh, gospels or to write these epistles, based upon the things that they had witnessed of Christ, what they had seen, and what the Holy Spirit wanted them to say. Okay. Yes, no, I, I agree there with are, you. There, uh, there, there are, there, there are, you know, um, the Lord, you know, there are things, okay, that the Lord did say, as He said in in Revelation, and I'll pull the scripture up, okay, that these things should be written down, and because the Lord said in chapter twenty-two of Revelation that the words of this prophecy are not. The book is not to be sealed, which is in direct contrast to what he told Daniel in chapter 12, that this book is to be sealed until the end of the time. And it's impossible for you to correlate the fullness of the book of Revelation without the book of Daniel, because they're two intertwined books. Well, I this, totally agree. And this is why, okay, um, during the Middle Ages and during the Protestant uh, Reformations, okay, whereas the Protestants realized certain things of the Scriptures in terms of the end times, they could never grasp the fullness of the end time prophecy and understanding because the things that were in the book of Daniel were sealed. And on top of that, the things that are written in Revelation are both what happened during their time, before their time, 
and after their time. And they could see the before time. They could see what's going on during their time, but they could not understand nor, or see what was going to happen in the future because those events had not happened. And what the beauty of the book of Revelation is, and the book of Daniel, also the book of Jeremiah, and the book of Ezekiel with Isaiah, is that these books, all of their prophecies are foretold and have played out in the acts of history, and we can see them, and we can compare what's written in the Word of God to what's happened in the world, and we can literally see Scripture, which is spiritual, unfolding in the natural. Comments, White Wolf? Um, well, I, I would agree with him. Uh, as far as the book of Revelation is concerned, uh, the events in chapter 10, okay, correspond actually to, to the Protestant Reformation. And the, the events in chapter 8 correspond to the fall of the Roman Empire, the, uh, the rise of the Muslims, and also the, the, uh, the Greek schism, which happened in 1054. In fact, that ended what I believe was the fifth age of the world and started the sixth age in 1054. And now we are at the end of the sixth age and, and about to, to uh, enter the seventh age. But, uh, but let me ask uh, Levi another question. Um, as, as far as the Bible itself, wh where did it come from? What, what's the history of the Bible? Well, the history of the Bible is from the single collective books that were written, the letters, the epistles, okay? Eventually, what wound up happening through the early years of the church in the millennia, these letters were gathered. And eventually, these letters were gathered in Rome, where you had uh, certain events such as the Council of Nicaea, you had um, the Council of Ephesus in 431, and it was the Roman Catholic Church under the auspices of the Roman government that brought together all of the books and tried to unite them into one, which became the, the uh, Catholic Vulgate, I believe is what you guys refer to it as. The, the Latin um, Vulgate, yes. The, yeah, Latin. Okay, because Latin was the, the language of Rome. Okay? So the scriptures had to be interpreted from Hebrew to Greek, Greek to Latin. Um, the, of course, the New Testament was already in Greek. The Old Testament was in Hebrew and Aramaic. So there's there was interpretations that were done. And um, yes, it was Rome that did take the collective books of the Bible, the epistles, and what have you, and and did put them together in what most people would consider the 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 organized book of the Bible. Okay, now have you ever heard of Saint Jerome? 
I have heard of St. Jerome, yes. Okay, now, basically, there was a lot of controversy uh, as to which books belonged in the Bible. That That is to say, which books were absolutely inspired by the Holy Ghost and were absolutely inerrant. Now, th there's a few places in the Bible, for example, I believe it's in the Gospel of either Matthew or Luke, I'm not sure which one, where during the Passion of Our Lord, it says that it, it makes a reference to the prophecy of Jeremiah. And, and it says, as it was written in Jeremiah, that, that they took the price of him that was priced, the 33 pieces of silver, well, you won't find that anywhere in the book of Jeremiah because that verse comes from the fourth book of Barak, who was Jeremiah's scribe, and he was the one who, who wrote that prophecy. Also, that there's another place, uh, I believe it's St. James, who quotes from the book of Enoch. And the, the book of Enoch, of course, uh, is part of the Apocrypha. It did not make it into the Bible. Now, St. Jerome, okay, was the one who translated, okay, the Old Testament, the, the books of the Old Testament had been written, all written in Greek. They had all been trans, uh, transcribed in Greek by, by what were known as the 70 elders, which is why the Old Testament is often referred to as the Septuagint, uh, which is the Latin word for 70. And the Septuagint was translated by St. Jerome into Latin. He also translated all of the New Testament into Latin from, uh, from sources that were both in Hebrew and also in Greek. And, uh, and, and also some of the original letters of St. Paul were actually written in Latin. So so St. Jerome compiled all of those sources and that's his translation was, the, was what we know as the Latin Vulgate. And it was that translation that, that was confirmed and, and canonized by the Council of Ephesus. I, I believe it was around the year 350. You said the year 421 or something like that. So we're in the ballpark. And for over a thousand years, that Vulgate was the only version of, uh, of the Bible that was known throughout Christendom. And then you had Martin Luther come along and, and Martin Luther said, well, th there are books that don't belong in the Bible. And I would have to question, what, well, by, by what authority or are you going to take books out of the Bible and so on and so forth? And then you had uh, the King James Version, which actually has uh, various mistranslations of Scripture, okay, wh wh where they allege that, oh, well, we found the original sources. And how can they know that when most of the original sources that St. Jerome translated from were, were utterly destroyed when the Muslims burned the, the Library of Alexandria to the ground in the seventh century. So basically the, the Latin Vulgate would seem to be the only proper historical uh, book of the Bible that, that, we can that we could absolutely agree on comes from the early church. And what I have here is what's known as the Doe Reims 
uh, English Bible. Okay, the Doe Reims is a translation of the Latin Vulgate into English. And, and so that's, that's the Bible that, that I use. And, uh, there's, there's several like, uh, like mistranslations be, between, well, what I regard as mistranslations between like the King James version and the Dewey Reams version. What one important one is, uh, is way back in the book of Genesis. Uh, it says, it makes a reference that, uh, to Our Lady, and what the King James Version does is it changes the pronoun from she to he, and uh, that's, it, it actually does violence to the text, and, and What does uh, that mean for Adam and Eve, Wolf? And then I'm going to let Brother Levi uh, answer your, your uh what, what, what well, just, uh, let Brother Levi speak while I find the exact verse. And uh, by the way, guys, we got banned from YouTube. They said that we're we're talking about harming children. <laughs> just to let you know, they they and they cut the stream off right right there. But Levi, go ahead. Okay, um, the one thing I do want to talk about, okay, is the issue of of what what qualifies as the word of god and what what they called the apocrypha okay and the first one i'm going to talk about is is enoch okay enoch was a mighty man of god who walked with god and she wrote one book the first book of enoch it's the only book of enoch there are two other counterfeits that are out there, and those two other counterfeits were put out there to discredit the first book of Enoch. And the first book of Enoch is mentioned in several... Can I ask you a question before we go too far, <clears throat> Levi? How do we know what's real and what's um, a counterfeit or a knockoff? I mean, how do we know that for sure? And that's to because... kind of White Wolf's point. You know, it's been so long. You know. Okay, one of the the original book of Enoch, parts of it were found with the Dead Sea Scrolls, and the original book of Enoch has also been in the Ethiopian Bible as the Word of God for centuries. Okay, in the book of Hebrews. Enoch is mentioned, Hebrews 11.5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Enoch was also spoken of in uh, the epistle of Peter, where Peter had spoken about the suffering that the angels did because of their wickedness in fornicating with the daughters of men. And uh, Jude, in his epistle, also speaks of Enoch, Jude being the brother of James, James being the son of 
Joseph, not the same James that was the apostle. So knowing that the Holy Spirit cannot lie, the Holy Spirit touched the writer of Hebrews, and the writer of Hebrews is not known. It's suspected that it is the Apostle Paul, but it's still that's still arguable either way. But you also have the Apostle Peter, and you have Jude. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, the word is established. There's no way that those three men would have wrote something if it was a lie. And that's the whole reason why the two other books of Enoch, one's called The Watchers, and I forget what the, uh, the third one is called. I don't have it off the top of my head. But they were put out to discredit the very first book of Enoch. And the reason why it was brought out to discredit the first book of Enoch is because the first book of Enoch reveals the details of the fallen angels and the covenant that they made on Mount Armin and what they did what God's response was, and the book of Enoch talks about the end times in correlation to the book of Revelation. So, knowing that the Holy Spirit cannot lie, for someone to say, and it's not my place to judge nor to condemn, and I will not, that is a matter between the Lord and that person. Better be careful. Because not only is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit a unforgivable sin, Matthew 12, 32, I believe, but also speaking a word against the Holy Spirit is an unpardonable sin. And I can't speak for anybody else, but I am not going to sit here and say that the book of Enoch is not the word of God. If the Holy Spirit mentioned it by three men, in the accepted uh, epistles, then there's something that's there, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question it. I'm not gonna judge it. I am gonna use the word of God that we have as weights and measures to see if it lines up, and in what I have looked at and what I have seen, it does measure up. And as far as the other books of the apocrypha, there's a huge battle that has brewed over the Apocrypha for centuries. Um, it was a, a main problem during the King James uh, project. The King James wanted to put the books of the Apocrypha in, and uh, the sons of Jesus, the Jesuits, the militant arm of the Catholic Church at that time, infiltrated that project to sabotage it. They the Apocryphas were put in the King James Version, and they were taken out prior to the 1900th, uh, the 1900s, but they used to be in there. Well, well the um, Jesuits would have no canonical power over the King James Version because uh, King James was written by Protestants, and uh, Protestants are not under the authority of the, of the Pope or the Catholic Church. But, but getting back to, you, you see, the, the problem is, okay, is that when the Protestants uh, decided that they were going to 
ignore the, the, the canonical structure that was laid down by the Council of Ephesus, what they essentially did was they reopened, if, if you want, all of those cans of worms that the Council of Ephesus had closed. And the book of Enoch, and I'm not downplaying the, the importance of Enoch uh, by any stretch of the imagination, Enoch and, and, uh, and Elias, uh, by tradition, are the two witnesses that, that will return during the reign of the Antichrist in order to confirm the faithful. So, so I, I mean, Enoch is a, is is obviously a very important person in salvation history, but both both he and and Elias are waiting in paradise for for the moment when when God will send them back down here in in order to wage war against the Antichrist. Um, okay, well, let me ask you a question. Okay, sure. Because the, because the Scripture says, okay, that it is appointed unto men once to die and then comes the judgment exactly and there and there are only two men in the history of the world who have not experienced death that's right and one is the one is enoch and the, and the other is elijah okay and as you know enoch was taken away uh in you know a fiery whirlwind and elijah was taken away in the fiery horse and chariots through the whirlwind they are the two witnesses of revelation because if they are not then the scripture is broken and no scripture can be broken right P people think it's some people say it's moses uh, you know that 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 word the, the, that word elias in the king james version okay i i that he's speaking about a, a um uh uh Isaiah is not speaking about Elijah. It's speaking about Isaiah. And uh, you have to look at the Greek and see who that person is that they're talking about in there. Well, well I, mean, I, all, I agree no, with you. No, and, and, uh... and, and I, I wish they would not have. I wish they would not have done that in the King James Version. I wish they would have used Noah instead of no, uh, Jonah instead of Joan. Um, uh, Isaiah instead of Elias. I mean, it, it's, it, it creates a, an air of confusion. And this is why it's so important to go back to the Hebrew and the Greek, because when you do that, uh, that straightens that all out. Well, the, the Latin Vulgate is, uh, is absolutely inerrant. Uh, it, it, it has no errors in it whatsoever, so we don't have to question anything that's in the Latin Vulgate. It's it's all right there. Well, let me ask a question of brother. Let me ask a question of brother Levi because this brings up something that's that I've always found extremely fascinating. Why why do people who are not of the Catholic tradition, anyways, at least that's as far as I know, are so dead set against the Latin Vulgate? What what's the issue there? What's the problem with the Latin? Latin was the language spoken in Europe at that time that would be like english now that was the most spoken language in the civilized world okay my my personal feeling as to why people push aside the catholic vulgate okay is because of the mistrust and all the 
things that have been said out there regarding the Catholic Church, which are not anchored in Scripture, okay, um, and it's created an air of mistrust, mis, um, mis, misguidedness, okay, um, when you learn the history, the true history of what has happened and, and, and what's going on out there, and when I say true history, I'm not talking about just from the Catholic perspective. I'm not talking about just from the Protestant perspective. I'm talking about from neutral parties who have looked at both sides and have reported on both sides. Okay. There is evidence, okay, of chicanery on the side of the Catholics, and, and when I say that, I'm talking about the office of the papacy, regarding the scriptures, regarding the destruction of scriptures, the hiding of scriptures, and keeping the word of God from the people for so long that that mistrust, that, that knowledge that people have had that has spread from generation to generation of knowing it, people avoid the Catholic Vulgate. Well, I, myself, the, the, I don't, don't you own think one. They're, don't you think they're throwing out the baby with the bathwater? Now, first of all, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and carry water for the Vatican. And I agree with you that, that the Vatican is not being anywhere close to being lily white over the last, uh, let's just say, 500 years or so. Um, de definitely both sides can share the blame as, as far as trying to distort the truth. And, uh, and, and sometimes what, what Catholics have done, even though they thought they were doing the right thing, that, that, that they've told lies and, and they've suppressed the truth and, and they've done violence uh, when it was not called for or justified. And, and so th this idea of the Catholics wearing the white hats and the Protestants wearing the black hats or vice versa, the Protestants with the white hats and the Catholics are always bad. Okay, I, I think that's very simplistic, and, uh, and, and I, I would go beyond that. But um, as far as the... Uh, <laughs> As far as well, the Vulgate is concerned, you, you would have to give me a specific instance where violence was done, done to the scriptures. Uh, and, and also, l let me say that, uh, that, that as a Catholic, of course, I believe that the scriptures are a subset of what's known as the deposit of faith, which is all of the traditions that have been handed down to us as as Catholics, and some of these traditions, of course, are reflected in Scripture. Others are not. For, for example, the, the entire theology concerning the Catholic Mass, you, you will not find that in Scripture. Uh, you will not find Our Lady's Assumption in Scripture. You will not find Our Lady's uh, mediation of all graces in Scripture. You will not find the seven sorrows of Our Lady in Scripture. Although some of those sorrows are in Scripture, and uh, and so on and so forth, but but uh, but Scripture is like a, a subset and has been produced for, from the from the tradition of the Church.
which of course has four marks. And, and the word Catholic, the, the word Catholic is just a Greek word. It means universal. The, the church has four marks. It's one holy universal, and it comes to us from the apostles. It, it's the apostles that gave us the deposit of faith, which was sealed by, by the death of the last apostle, St. John, in, in approximately the year 70 A.D., Okay. I've got a comment from Brian Taylor. In Catholicism, Mary is called the Queen of Heaven. Right. And in Jeremiah 7.18, some of the Jews are doing idolatry and worshiping a goddess named the Queen of Heaven. What, 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 what you see, I, I, I see this verse from Jeremiah conflated with Our Lady all the time. But Our Lady is not a goddess. Our, our, our Lady is not divine. Our Lady is a creature just like ourselves. She's the greatest of God's creatures, but she too is a creature. She is not eternal. And, uh, but the so-called queen of heaven, okay, that, that, that the Jews were worshiping, that was a goddess that had divinity, okay? So, so the Protestants, when they're, when they're citing that verse, that they're comparing apples to oranges, no, actually, I, I totally vehemently disagree with you, White Wolf. When you talk about Jeremiah, okay, what Jeremiah is referring to in the two passages of the Queen of Heaven, the Queen of Heaven is Ishtar from ancient Babylon. She is the, she is the one that? who holds the... Does, does it that? say that? I'm just does curious, does it say that? When you... What in the Bible? Yes. Or uh when yes, it says Queen of Heaven. And when but you it look it say she's Ishtar, are we Okay, no, when you when you do your research on the who the Queen of Heaven is in the in the historiology of things, you will find out that Ishtar was the Queen of Heaven of ancient Babylon. She was worshipped along with the king of Babylon, who is Lucifer and Satan. Her in Babylon city during the time of Nebuchadnezzar, he had built one of the wonders of the world, which is known as the Great Ishtar Gate. That Great Ishtar Gate right now is sitting in Berlin, Germany, along with other sections of the wall, the original wall. When you check, when you look through the demonology, when you follow the demonology mythology, you go from Ishtar, Queen of Heaven to Isis of Egypt. From Isis of Egypt, you jump over to Artemis of Greece. And from Artemis of Greece, you jump over to Gaia I, I, of Rome. I, guys, I got to push back on this because I'm not as well schooled in the Bible as you are, but I am schooled in the pagan religions pretty well. There is no Satan in Egypt, Egyptian god worship. There's 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 Hades, okay? there There is no Satan in Greek mythology. There is no Satan in any of that. There is no devil. There is none of that in any of those religions. None. I, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not talking about Satan. I'm talking about the Queen of Heaven. I'm talking I, yeah, about the you, mythology you, you, of the you, Queen. You, you, you mentioned <laughs> demons, and then you mentioned Greek mythology, and then you mentioned. I Satan. said. I said dem demonology. The mythology. The, the demonology matrix. What? How this gener? How this civilizations? Uh, demonic pagan gods became this civilization's well, demonic pagan gods, how they became again, this one. They followed on this. Game. 
Egyptian god worship, which I'm not, I'm not a pagan and I don't, you know, I don't agree with any of that, but I know the history of these religions. I've studied them. There is, there's nothing to do with evil or, or demons or, or Satan or what we know as Judeo Christians as demons, evil, Satan, any kind of I don't know how you I happen to know this stuff. I just don't I just don't know how you can say that because the ten plagues that struck Egypt in the book of Exodus are actually ten judgments against the ten gods. That's of Egypt. fine. That's fine. Okay. In our Bible, there are the ten plagues against Egypt, but I'm I'm not talking about our Bible. I'm talking about what the Egyptians really believed. I'm not talking about what our yeah, Bible says. They, yeah, well, they worship uh, demons. Angry Tiger. Uh, I, I want to see. It's, it's I, out I'm, of context I'm curious to, me. to see how he gets from Artemis to Our Lady. Oh, okay, uh, I'll let him finish. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Just, I, I just, just let him finish. Okay. So from Artemis, you go to the Romans, and it's okay. Let Jason, what's up? Oh, I just I wanted to step back for a minute and 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 start with some common ground i mean you can't really do advanced trigonometry until you've mastered basic math um i'd like to to talk a little bit about where we agree because uh as you said you know we're, we're three people say the same thing that's like a witness that's you know white wolf was saying who actually instructed people to write the bible well the new testament is a testimony is a testimony of people who were there firsthand you know if i ask uh, angry tiger in a court of law, what White Wolf said, that would be called hearsay. But if I ask Angry Tiger what he personally witnessed, that's a credible witness. Now you have multiple disciples that wrote, um, you know, and John, he was the book of love. You know, every book was kind of the same story written in their own personal, what they witnessed. And you put those together and package it up um, and you have the New Testament. Um, I would like to know where we agree on things before we get in the weeds on the little, you know, what does this translate to and what does that translate to and what does this mean and that mean well, well that's a that's a, that's a good point and on that point okay if you turn to uh the gospel of luke okay and you have the magnificat of our lady which i believe is in the first chapter of luke and, and our lady specifically says from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed okay well, that's in the Bible. That's even in the, in the King James Version. All right. Well, there it is. All generations will call me blessed. That's that's what Our Lady said, and that's exactly what we say in, in the Hail Mary. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. But we're not referring to Mary in as any sort of god or deity um we're gonna do a commercial guys i think and then we'll let levi i want to i want i'm kind of curious as how to levi gets to Arm artemis all the way to the virgin mary so we'll, let's do a commercial come back uh, the guys this is great this is great and Levi, I wasn't, I, and ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't picking on Levi. If White Wolf would have said that or Jason Barker said that, the one thing that irritates me about all Christians is they like to talk about pagans. They like to talk about, you know, older religions like Greek mythology, Roman mythology, uh, Celtic mythology, American Indian mythology, if you even want to call it that, and they've never really researched it. 
and not in any of those mythologies, there's an evil force, but there, none of them worship an evil force. That's just that it's a misnomer and it's out of ignorance that we say these things, I feel. But let's let's go to a commercial and we'll come back and we'll talk about Artemis and the Virgin Mary. You work hard for your money. The Federal Reserve could care less about that. It's endless printing of fiat dollars to support war, welfare, and ever-expanding government. Your hard-earned money becomes worth less every day. You need a way to hedge against runaway inflation. Saving accounts pay almost no interest, and the stock market is a roller coaster ride of uncertainty. Don't let your savings or retirement be diminished by reckless speculators, bad fiscal policy, and endless printing of fiat dollars. Call Tony Arterburn at Wise Wolf or visit WiseWolfGoldAndSilver.com for a real wealth storage vessel. Wolfpack is a monthly savings program that ships physical gold and silver to your door. It's a buyer's club that uses the strength of numbers to get bulk pricing. Tony passes the savings on to you. Tony can roll over a IRA or a 401k into a precious metals-backed IRA. He can also help with Bitcoin, if that's what you're into. Stop being robbed by the Fed and visit WiseWolfGoldAndSilver.com to secure your hard work in something that truly holds value. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Levi, go on with where you were going, brother. All right. Let me let me let me start with this, okay? Each civilization has their gods. Say some have one, two, three. Some have multiples, okay? And they have their names for them. The Babylonians had theirs. The Egyptians had theirs. The Grecians had theirs. The Romans had theirs. The Germans had theirs. The Norwegians, so on, so on, so on down the line. Okay. When you, when you study the demonology, the path of these gods, you will find that what was in one transferred over to the other and transferred over to the other and transferred over to the other. It's the same demon just under a different name. And I can testify that in the deliverances that the Lord has used me for, I've dealt with many of these in people. And I've had to find out who they really were, how they got into the person, if there was a contract on that person, get them to renounce that contract, and then they'd be cast out. So I've done years worth of study, finding out where these things came from, where they originated from, okay? And although they've been under different names through different civilizations, they all wind up back in the same camp. They all wind up back in Satan's camp. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one come to the Father except by me. Because Jesus Christ is the way, that means any other way is lost. Because he is the truth, that means any other self-exalting truth is a lie. And because he is the life, that means any other road 
leads unto death. As much as they may want to worship all these other gods, they're literally worshiping Satan. There's only two camps in life. There's the Lord's, and then there's the world. Well, which I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you, but but cut to the chase here. Uh, we're talking okay. about the lady. So, so the chase of it is, okay, that when you chase, when you, when you trace Ishtar, the queen of heaven, which is what is being spoken about of ancient Babylon, which is what Jeremiah is speaking of, that when you go over to Egypt, that same spirit is Isis, the Roman, the uh, Egyptian well, goddess. Well, well proceed when you, when to the Greeks. I, I am. I, when you go to the Greek, it's Artemis. And when you go from Artemis and the Greek, it's divided into three. Gaia, Diana, and Libertas. And Libertas is positioned on Aventine Hill in the Vatican, which is that city that's sitting on seven hills, according to the book of Revelation. And Libertas is the Roman goddess of the Catholic Church. Well, and that's not Our Lady. The, our well, our Lady's Rome, scripture. Can, can, can I ask a what? question? Our Lady here? is not Libertas. Can I ask a question okay. to you, to you gentlemen, um, at the risk of sounding ignorant? Because uh, I grew up uh, Baptist, if you will. Uh, I don't know if I still consider myself Baptist. I'm just a Christian. Um, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the, and the light, right? Is only way you can get there. If uh, if Our Lady were taken out of the equation altogether, what would that mean? And, and I think that's where people are getting conflated. Uh, you know, they say that you're worshiping Mary. I don't think that's the case. But again, I don't know. I'm not Catholic. Uh, you pray to Mary, but you're not worshiping Mary, right? Am, am I off base here? Or, I mean, I think we all agree that Jesus is the way to get to the how following. many times have i asked you to pray for me jay uh, i pray for you all the time brother and I okay you and you asked me to pray for you correct yes absolutely so what's wrong with me asking the the mother of jesus to pray for me so i i think from an outside of a catholic perspective and this is just me from what i've seen and from the misinformation or you know because like i said i'm i, I was raised baptist i i don't know much about catholic uh, catholicism but I might look at it from the outside and say, these people are worshiping someone who is not God. And, uh, and, and maybe that's where we got to talk about, you know, are, are you worshiping, are you praying for, you know, Jim, the ninjas got it summed up here and in, in, in very succinctly veneration is not the same as worship. And what, where'd white wolf go? He disappeared. Uh Oh, Oh, I, I hope I didn't upset him. I was just asking because this is stuff that no, I, I he's not, stuff. dude. His, yeah. his 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 skin is much thicker than that, as we could tell here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, these are just honest questions I have because I don't know. I mean, Catholicism is probably about fifty fifty where I grew up. You know, it's about half Catholic, half uh, you know other type of Christianity, like uh, you know, uh, I don't know they got Jehovah's Witnesses. They got uh, I don't know if you call that Christianity, but. Um, a lot of Baptists, a lot of Southern Baptists, but uh, Catholicism is pretty big. I just, you know, never really got into it, you know. You're back, White Wolf. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Uh, the, uh, the Baltimore blimp got me, I guess. Uh, but, uh, um, as, as far as our ladies concerned, uh, I, I missed, uh, the last two minutes of the conversation or so, but, but yes, our, our Lord Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. And I totally agree that there is one mediator between God and man and, and it's our Lord Jesus Christ. So where does our lady fit into this divine economy? Well, that's very simple. And what I was about to say was, was uh, we Catholics have a very special word we use for the veneration for Our Lady. It's, it, it's called hyperdulia, okay? Because dulia is the veneration that we give to the saints and to the angels. Whereas what we give to God is, is known by the technical term of latria, in, in other words, we worship God as God, as the creator, as the sustainer of all things, as perfect being, okay? Our Lady is none of those things. But what Our Lady is, is Our Lady has a very special relationship with the Holy Trinity that, that no other creature has. Our Lady is the daughter of the Father, the mother of the Son, and the spouse of the Holy Ghost. And that's the relationship that Our Lady has with the Most Blessed Trinity. And that's what, and that's what makes Our Lady a very special creature. And, and that's what actually makes her the, the, the first of all creatures. Now, as Catholics, we hold that, that Our Lady is the mediatrix of all graces. And if any Protestant gets to heaven, and yes, I think there are Protestants in heaven, okay, they will be thanking Our Lady for all eternity for her role in getting them into heaven. Okay, because it says in chapter 12, the apocalypse, okay, where, where uh, the woman is with child and, and she is in pain in the travail of labor. Okay, this does not refer to Our Lady giving birth to Christ because Our Lady gave birth to our Lord Jesus Christ in a very special way, in a way that preserved her perpetual virginity. But she gives birth to each and every one of us, okay, in the great pains of her seven sorrows, okay, which she experienced at the foot of the cross. Uh, you, you, you'll remember that, that especially in, in the Gospel of St. John, it says that Our Lady was there at the foot of the cross the entire time. She was there with the Apostle John. And when our Lord bequeathed Our Lady to the Apostle John, she was actually, John was representative of the entire church because he was the only apostle that was there. Our Lord was actually bequeathing Our Lady to the entire church. And, and so it was to you and to me in the person of St. John that our Lord was saying, Behold thy son to Our Lady, and to St. John, behold thy mother. Our, Our Lady is our spiritual mother. It is through her that we are born as Christians and born into the religion of our Lord Jesus Christ, just as he chose to be born into the world through her. And he chose that from all eternity. Levi. Comments? 
Let it rip, Levi. It's all good. I, 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 gotta, I just got to okay. jump in on that. I, I don't no, think let, it's let, that. Let Jason go. I don't think it's that God made it that complicated. Um, Jesus well, well, it's, Christ. It's not complicated. Is, well, I mean, you know, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you and you pray and he enters your heart and that's the mediator between you and God, that's it. Um, I, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with having respect. Uh, and I'm not going to call it worship because I think I understand it that we're not worshiping um, Our Lady. It's a respect thing. But I don't think there's extra steps that need to be taken um, to get to heaven. Uh, you know, it's Jesus Christ is the way, the only way. Uh, that's in my opinion. Um, it's what the Bible says. Uh, I think these other things are digging in the weeds too much. And I think that's there's a place in that for scholars like yourself, but not for salvation. And and that's kind of my, you know, what I think. Well, well so I said, okay, be okay, not infallible. And that's uh, why I said, if any Protestants to heaven, they'll stand, okay, what Our Lady did for them when they get to heaven. But, uh, but I would encourage all Protestants to pray the Most Holy Rosary, okay? I, I would encourage them to study the Rosary. I, I, I would encourage them to understand that by praying the Rosary, they're not worshiping Mary. And just, uh, you know, I, I, I just challenge them, try it, you might like it. You, you, might, you might find out what happens in your life and uh, I can virtually guarantee you that if you start praying the rosary and if you have a certain true devotion to Our Lady, and I mean true devotion, not a false devotion, not worshiping her as God, but a true devotion to Our Lady, I, I believe that uh, you will see her changing your life and you will see her working in wondrous ways. So, so let me ask Jason and Brother Levi this. I'm not going to ignore Fatima. That, that there... See, I, I, I left the church. I left Christianity because of some of the talk going on here. I don't believe Buddhists are going to hell. I know for a fact by studying other theologies, these people were not worshiping demons. Okay, you can say they might not have known, but they were worshiping demons. I, that's, that's just, you, 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 you're, 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 that's conjecture. You're, we're, we're placing our well, actually, we're, that's we're placing not conjecture. Our faith that's that's in, in the Bible. It's not. It's not conjecture at all. That is not conjecture at all. How is it not conjecture, Levi? Okay, let's 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 pick one. Saronis, the god of the forest, Celtic religion. Pagan, Nowhere. Demonic. How is Pagan that demonic? And demonic? It's because there is on. There are only two camps in the world. There's the camp of the Lord, and then there's the camp of the world, which automatically defaults to Satan. So you either choose God's side or you choose Satan's side. That sounds like something a man would say, not the omnipotent creator of, of heaven and earth. Jesus said, I am. He said, no one comes to the Father but by me. No one comes to the Father but by me. Okay. You you can't you the Bible tells you the sky is orange. And this is my problem with Christianity. And I'm a Catholic, but I don't I will not live in ignorance because of my faith. If the if the Bible tells you 
what you're seeing is orange and you look up and you see that the sky is blue and then you must you must believe what the bible says are there any falsities in this book at all and i know there are no there are no falsities in the bible absolutely not the the bible is the god so why is the torah our first section of our bible there's no falsities in the torah there's no falsities in the old testament everything's 100 well the, the torah is the first five books of the old testament and, yeah, and, and also, and also, Jews. Okay, modern Jews regard the Torah as as just a very insignificant part of their scriptures. Modern Jews uh, have the Kabbalah and the Talmud as as the two uh, books that they follow, not the Torah. And uh, that the, the, there is that the, there is. No similarity be- between the Jews of the Old Testament, uh, of which Jesus Christ was one, and and, and modern Jews. I, I I mean, we could get into that, but uh, but there's utterly no similarity. But so but meanwhile, there's, there's not one there's not one error in, in any of the Bible. No, there, there there's not one. It, it's completely inerrant. When the Bible says that, that our Lord. God created the heavens and the earth in seven days. That's exactly what it means. The, the, the universe is not billions of years old. When, when so the Bible so says that. Explain to me then. And I'm just, again, I'm, I'm speaking from, I, 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 listen, I'm a devout Catholic. I go to Latin mass. I, I do, I, 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 believe me, I say the rosary every day. But these are questions that other people who aren't Christian, Judeo-Christian have. Well, well so, that's right. And, so and if how, you investigate, how, how did we come? Just a quick question for everybody here on the panel. Adam and Eve. How did all of these different races, Chinese, uh, African, okay, Egyptian, Middle East tribes, the Etruscan tribes, the Celtic and Saxon tribes, all these tribes, all these people. Have you ever have you ever bred animals? What yes. happens when you inbreed animals? What happens when you inbreed humans? How did we come from two human beings? And I'm, I, I there, there, there's theories out well, there, that, um, Tiger. Well, 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 forget humans for a minute. Just look at dogs. Look at horses. Okay, they, they all came from from two primal dogs and two primal horses. Okay, and, and yet you have all those. You have all that variety. Okay, uh, you you have all, all of this. All of this variety, okay, contained in the seed of men. It's it's a wonder of God. And, and, okay, so but when we inbreed nowadays, if you inbreed an animal or you inbreed, I, you're talking about millions of people. Okay. Yes. J- Jason, then Levi. Okay, so uh, first off, I want to thank White Wolf for that explanation. Um, you know, I think it we was can good. all agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can all agree that Jesus is the way, the truth, the, the light. Um, uh, and you said, you know, try it. You might like it. Okay, I, I think we can all agree on the basics of Christianity. Now, going back to the Adam and Eve and everything, I want you to think about Cain and Abel. When Cain slew Abel, he was marked so that they might know. So there were other people outside of Adam and Eve. And there's a, a line of thinking, and I, I don't, I know this isn't really biblical, but it's alluded to it in the Bible that there were people 
maybe they didn't have a soul. Maybe they're more like an animal. Maybe that's the bones we find that we say are cavemen or something. I'm not really sure. But um, obviously, Cain was marked to warn off somebody, right? Uh, so when we talk about all these different uh, tribes and these different, you know, uh, things like that. Well, all, been, all of the yeah. all of the descendants of Cain, of course, w- would have been wiped out in the flood uh, of Noah. So, right. so, so none of them are around today. Also, for, for the record, the, these so-called cavemen are, are all documented hoaxes. Just, just just look them up and and study. Well, I don't them believe in evolution at all. Find that, I don't believe in that at all. Okay. No, I don't believe in evolution either, that, brother. How do you how do you tell? And, and and again, I'm not saying I don't believe in the creation theory. I'm being devil's advocate here. We're 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 taking the Bible verbatim. We're saying all of these people who I know have met Muslim, Buddhist, Taoist, they're all going to hell. But they're better Christians than some Christians I know. And that sounds like, to tell me God is jealous like that, I will never believe that, no matter well, what anyone well, tells get, me. God is truth, right? Get, get God is perfect truth. If you if you don't believe in the tri, triune God, you, you're not in the truth. Okay, and, and, and how did our Lord describe Satan? Our Lord described Satan as being a liar and a murderer. What, what do you think, Levi? Okay. The answer to your question, Tiger, is starts in Genesis 3.15. And this is where the Lord is speaking to both Eve and to Adam and to the serpent. And he's addressing the serpent. And verse 15 says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed, meaning the serpent's seed, and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise its heel. It was from that point on that there are two lines of people that are in the world. Those who are of her seed, the seed of Eve, which goes all the way from Eve to Noah, from Noah to his son Shem, from Shem to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, the 12 patriarchs of faith, Judah, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then from the Lord Jesus Christ on, all those who are the true descendants of Abraham, who in their heart believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, have the patience of the Lord, keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. And all those Gentiles who have also accepted in their heart that God raised him from the dead and that they do the same thing. Keep the patience, the commandments, and the faith of Jesus Christ. The thy seed is the seed of the serpent, the old dragon, the devil, and Satan. These are a line of people that are the opposite of her seed. They grow parallel to one another the her seed being the wheat the thy seed being the tares and these parallel lines ran until noah after the flood was over the line began again through shem the thy seed lines began through japheth and ham so now you had two branch lines 
going out to thy seed, and you have one line going through Shem for her seed. And as the people multiplied through Japheth, through Ham, and through Shem, you get the people of the world. You have to, when you look in the history of the world, you will see that the population of the world was generally small up until 1900. Even taking into consideration all the famines, all the plagues, all the, the wars, in 1900, the population of the so, world was so very we're, small. We're, ta- we're taught then, then, then China Minor, Prussia Minor, all those civilizations that are 10,000 years old, they didn't exist. They're just, that's a fairy tale. No, I'm Buddhism not saying that at all. Is over over 6,000 years old. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm that not, at all. So they, 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 those things, those places and those people never existed according to what you're saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. You know, people multiply, mul- people multiply rapidly. Well, how did those people get okay. there then? Pre, pre migrate, pre Torah, pre Bible. Okay. Look, there Can are, anybody there explain are, that to me? I mean, it's well, a maybe it's a Paschal mystery, White Wolf. I don't, I don't no. know. I mean, part no, of that, it's not a mystery at all. Okay, they they migrated from from Noah's Ark. Okay, you you, you have the you have the history. Okay, of First of all, the Tower of Babel, all right, and and uh, and and everybody was building the Tower of Babel. Okay, the the whole civilization at the time, and that's when when God cursed humanity, and gave us all the different languages, and and so the different language groups all all split off, and each one basically became a nation. Uh, yes, basically. God confused the languages, and when and, they couldn't this, talk to one another, this happened scattered. over. This happened over a thousand years. There was approximately a thousand years from the end of Noah's flood until the uh, the, the time of Abraham. So, so, so you have a thousand years for, for humanity to multiply and propagate. Now, I would I, I would uh, disagree with Brother Levi that that the population of the world was always small. Uh, until the year 1900, I, I, I think, I think in the year 1850, th- there were approximately 500 million people in the world, <clears throat> and I, I don't regard that as small at all. That that that's like uh, approximately one tenth of the current global population. Well, but if you look, if you look, just at, for the record, okay, just looking, just looking at the records, okay, in 1900. And I'm getting the source I have is from from uh, a website called Worldometer, okay. And you can and there are other websites that are out there, okay. But they're reporting at at the at the year of 1900, okay. You had a world population of 1.6 billion people, and in a hundred years, 124 years. We have grown to over 8.3 billion people. Eight times over in 123 years versus what? 
and the 1900 that only constitutes anadomini that's not even talking about bc so you you're 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 looking okay at a massive explosion of people corresponding at 1900 which is also the time that the book of daniel was opened up it's also the time where the prophecy of the book of revelation and the things of matthew unrolled like a scroll and things have been happening in our time in a very slow manner it's all corresponding to the scriptures okay well, so, well I, i'm not familiar with with your interpretation there um i i would i would probably have a completely different take on eschatology and uh and and, and uh where we're leading to as far as the end of the world but uh but but I think that's beyond the scope of this podcast for for, for, for the moment. Uh, I th I think I mean, we're. I mean, one of the things I like to say to Tiger, you know, Tiger, I've I've heard of this group of people called the Tatarians, who supposedly were living in the Mongolia, northern China regions, and they lived underground and they survived the flood in underground tunnels and things like that. And then, well, and that, then eventually, once they survived came, the flood. But, but I don't. I don't. I don't, yeah, but that's my whole point. Okay, when God destroyed the world, He destroyed the world. He did not allow any of the of the fallen angels. He did not allow any mankind to escape. Okay, the waters of the flood. He wiped the whole slate clean and started over again through Noah's sons, three sons. Right. What I'm trying to point out to you, gentlemen, and again, I am not. I, I'm just being devil's advocate here is that we have a historical text that we use in the Judeo-Christian faith, okay? And, 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 and I'm irritating Stepan when I say that. That's just a, a technical term for Christianity, Muslim, Islam, and, Christ, and, and, and Jewish faith. Um, so we have this historical context. We're using the Bible as historical context. If you go to other cultures, and you look at their historical contexts, <clears throat> there are different things that don't jive up with our historical context. Well, well of course, because and, they, and they're, 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 they're from the truth and they're but, but, going to try, they're going to try and, and shove the truth in, in, into their various theologies, okay? Because, because a, a, a lot of their theologies want to allow for for example for sexual permissiveness okay as as catholics we believe that the marital embrace is all about procreation it's not a recreational activity what well other people don't want to believe that okay the the, the same thing that we've been seeing going on uh even within the catholic church okay over the last 70 years or so especially since vatican ii well, that's been going on in other civilizations. Is it, it's as old as the hills, and, and, and once you leave the purview of the Holy Ghost, and and, and once you leave, okay, the, the desire to know the truth. Well, that's where Satan comes in, and that's where Satan gives you a false religion. But but, but very similar to us being able to pull up historical artifacts, the, the same can be said for other cultures that they can pull up ancient historical 
artifact. Well, well, well that's fine, but people were lying in, in the year 400 BC too. Okay, the, the, they had they their had nothing to lie with because there was no Christianity to lie against. This, this is I my whole in? going whole circle again. And again, I, they're, I, they're I, lying against truth, not not against Christianity. God is truth, okay, and God was around before Christianity, okay. But but truth is truth, okay. If you want to succeed in mathematics, okay, there's only one answer for two plus two; it equals four, okay. It doesn't equal any of the other infinity of countable numbers out there. Well, the same thing holds true as far as philosophy and as far as morality is concerned. There's only one truth. There's only one answer to any moral question. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, now there's something I want to bring up here. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm done interjecting. I, Levi said some fantastic things to me last week. I'm not sure if you got to watch that episode, White Wolf. But you were talking about angel, animal, crimeas, appendages, fallen angels, and and that. When you said that, I didn't know what how to answer you anymore. I you you okay. you, you sent me, and me and you talked about this. I'm not waylaying Levi, ladies and gentlemen. It it sent me for a loop. And I would like you because there's a lot of people who talk about the Nephilim and all this. And I believe that you're taking the Bible and turning it into science fiction when you start talking about all these fantastical things. My whole point of view of the Bible is there are parables, especially in the New Covenant. There are parables. You read the, you read the scripture, the whole thing. You take the context of the scripture. You get the lesson of the parable. But both okay. White Wolf and Levi... Seem to get more out of it than just the normal person, as Jason alluded to. They're what we would call scholars. So I would like to hear both of your opinions on this kind of thinking because it's Gnosticizing Christianity. You have people running around now saying that angels were aliens and that God was an alien, and you you have it just keeps going and go. Have you okay. you've heard this? You right. can't, I mean, you can't say I'm lying. And it turns All into right. this Gnostic. Mass science fiction. Let me, mass. all right. Let, let me, let me, okay. First off, all right. Nothing I'm saying about the Nephilim is conjecture, my opinion, okay, or am I twisting by adding or subtracting from the scriptures? Okay. The Nephilim are spoken of in both the New Testament, they are spoken of in the Old Testament by Job. There's mentioned in the book of Genesis chapter 6. When you break the Hebrew down, you will see the word nephil. Nephil is one. Nephilim is plural for more than one. Okay? And it was when the fallen angels made their covenant on Mount Armon. And you'll read this in the book of Enoch. And this is why the book of Enoch is so important and why they've worked so hard to discredit it. Because it all has to do with the mark of the beast. When the fallen angels were on Mount Armin, they made a covenant to go and lay with the daughters of men that they found fair to produce offspring of their own. And they did so. Contrary to one of their own telling them not to do this because it would make God really mad. They did it anyway. 
they made what are called Nephil, part fallen angel through their DNA, part man through their DNA, part God for his part in the DNA. The giants that were produced by the book of Enoch, when you do the mathematical calculations, stood between 450 to 525 feet tall. They were too large to be received by human females. There were no female giants. They were all males. And so what I had said to you was to satisfy their lustful intentions. They found animals that were big enough to receive them, and they mated with them. And they had offspring through those animals that were called chimeras. I know what a chimera is. Okay. And it was because of the human beings not able to feed the giants anymore that the giants and the humans went to war. That's what brought down Michael the archangel, Gabriel the messenger angel, Uriel, Suriel, and Raphael to observe what was going on, went back to God. God came down and he took, he brought all of the fallen, all of the uh, giants and all of the chimera in an area, turned them on one another and destroyed them all. And it is the disembodied spirits of the giants and the chimera that are today's demons. Okay, now this is 100% conjecture. 100%, 110% science fiction. It is not. First of all, in Genesis 6, the, the phrase it's used is sons of God, okay? Uh, and Elohim. That, that there's there's nothing that indicates that, that these were of an angelic nature, okay? The, the, the sons of God, okay, were, were probably a reference to Adam's offspring. Now, I, I've seen pictures of the giants, uh, okay? I, I, I've seen them on various places in the internet, okay? I, I don't know how authentic these archaeological remains are, okay? I, I, I know that, uh, that that they can come up with all kinds of fantasies. Uh, most of the dinosaurs are, are just pure fantasy, okay? that the, the, They've never found a, a whole skeleton of a so-called Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever. But but even apart from that, okay, that that's one of the reasons I think that the Book of Enoch didn't make it into the canonical books. Because the the fathers of Ephesus had had problems uh, conflating where the or, or problems discerning where the angelic ends and 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 where the human begins. Because on on the show last week, uh, Brother Levi said that God has DNA, and uh, and the way he was talking, uh, he, he was essentially being pantheistic. No, and, I was uh, not. No, no, I was not. I'm going to stop you right there. I did. I what I said was that the DNA is in God. God uh, created the DNA. The DNA came forth from Him. Okay. okay. Well, f first of and all, I, and I'm and I never associated God with being a human being. 
Oh, okay. What? Well, well, everything. All, everything that God created. Everything that God created has DNA. It uh, is okay. the, it is the well, dexios. It is this. It is the position of power and authority in every living creature that God has created. Le, le, every Levi, living thing has DNA. Le, le, Levi, first of all, I don't believe in DNA. Okay. Uh, supposedly, Whoa. supposedly, the DNA molecule has four hundred and twenty billion bits of information. Okay, well, the typical dog has a million hairs, okay, and those hairs can be a million different colors. So it would take a trillion bits of information just to determine the code of a dog. Okay, that, that, that's more that, than what is contained in the alleged DNA molecule. So whatever Crick and Watson did back in the 1950s, they're going to have to go back and, and rewrite the narrative because when you do the math, and I've been a math major, okay, it doesn't all add up. So when it comes to <clears throat> talking about DNA or germ theory or or uh, not, a, a, I, any of the other things in, in the scientific pantheon, I, I would be, be very wary of conflating anything in the scientific pantheon with, with, with what's contained in Holy Scripture. Okay, now as far as pure theology, pure theology, philosophy, and being is concerned, okay, God is all of his attributes. Okay, G God is quote-unquote simple, theologically speaking. God, God is, does not have any quote-unquote components, okay? God is truth. God is charity. God is perfect and infinite justice, okay? And, and how he is all those things, okay, is a mystery to us because we have very difficult, we have a very difficult time thinking in terms of, well, God's justice and his mercy are the same thing because when we see justice and mercy, we, we see two different things. So, so God is his attributes, okay? God doesn't have parts or, or components, okay? Uh, I'm a pure Dominican there, okay? And, and I agree with St. Thomas Aquinas. And uh, if, if you're going to uh, conflate God with, with with something that's allegedly in creation. I, I think you're going off on on very dangerous ground there. How can whoa whoa whoa? Let's stop right there. How can I? That 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 is that statement is a complete and total attack on Genesis. Genesis one. Everything. Well, no, it's not. Was, oh no. Okay. No. No. Yes, it is. Because the truth of it is, is that when there was nothing, okay. Where did where did it come from? It came from the heart of God. It went from the heart of God in the thoughts of his heart through his mouth. And his mouth spoke what was in his heart to create. And it was in total agreement with the Lord. And that's why it came forth. In John 1, 1. John 1, 1, in the beginning was and the, the, word, word, and the word, word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and right. all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In right. him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness overconquered it not. 
comprehended so it, if not is, is what the, I have in the, my the, the, the proper the proper Greek is overconquered. The, uh, the let's look at verse three. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Well, well, well comprehend nothingness for a second. Okay, now as a math major, okay, I, I can perhaps give people a, a, an, an appreciation of what nothingness is. Okay, most people, when they think of nothingness, they think of the number zero. Well, the number zero is still the solution to the equation. What is nine minus nine? Okay, in, in mathematics, when we have a, an equation that has no solution, we, we, we say that this is the empty set. Okay, when you have zero, zero is actually part of a set. But when you have the empty set, you have nothing. Okay, so, so in other words, but, but even the empty set is something, okay, in, in relation to nothingness. And, well, and it's very, it's very hard I mean, for us to what, comprehend what? either either nothingness or or the or the perfection of being, which is God. God is pure, complete, uh, uncreated being. Whereas everything that we see around us is created; it, it has an origin, and uh, that's. I, I mean, that's. I wanted to say something on the math, White Wolf. I wanted to just. Okay. Uh, throw something by you okay uh when you're talking about how many combinations there could be of dna you know it's 23 and me you got 23 whatever the the little ladders what, what, um, what, well those those are chromosomes right um and that makes up your your helix for your dna right no no the the, the dna is allegedly part of the chromosome okay it, well okay never mind then my argument uh, i'll have to do more research into it i just know that if you if you Think of numbers in the form uh, in like a binary. Uh, you come up with these things, but when you you talk about trinary, uh, base ten, base twenty, when there's more options out there, you have to multiply that out exponentially. So there could be much, much, much more. Well, uh, I, I could get into a I could get into a discussion of microscopes and what we can see and and uh, and, and what's pure conjecture because a, a lot of things that that, that people believe. Okay, as far as science are concerned, they're just simply theories. That that they're not demonstrable empirical facts. That they're just theories based on certain facts. And and a lot of these people, as soon as soon as they come along with a fact that discounts their theory, that they, they, they throw the fact away in order to preserve their theory. Okay, um, fair enough. Carpenter. I just wanted a question. I asked yeah. about that. That's all. Karen Carpenter's got a question for you two gentlemen. What do the guests think of the idea of Atlantis being a highly corrupt and profane society and falling? What is the place? Is it pure fiction? I well, well that's a good question. Um, I, I've heard that Atlantis was destroyed on the same day that Moses parted the Red Sea, and uh, there's there's a lot of allegorical historical evidence that Atlantis actually existed, and. Uh, and allegedly, it was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, th there is a lot of uh, historical evidence that that the uh, that the Greeks, for example, 
and, and the Greeks, by the way, I, I believe came from the 10 lost tribes of Israel, but, uh, but we can get into that. But at any rate, there is evidence that the, uh, the ancient maritime cultures were sailing about the entire world, whether okay. you think it's flat or a globe, uh, uh, my jury's still out on that, but, uh, okay. Brother Levi, what's your opinion on what Karen said? Are you guys all everybody's all right right we're all good this is this is very this is very invigorating and, and interesting I, I don't well, I, I, I have I, a question I, I actually I actually I actually don't have an opinion about Atlantis I I, I, I have really, a question I really don't and and I want Karen, I, I want to explain to Karen why okay because Karen Atlantis in the overall scheme of things is just a distraction it's just a distraction. It's another thing. It's another rabbit hole to be chased down. You know, as a man of God and as a man of faith, okay, I'm I'm not, and, and, and as all believers, we live in the world, but we're not supposed to be of the world. And the things of the world, we're not supposed to wrap ourselves around and embrace and 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 look at it in such a way okay that it becomes a dominant part of our life now i'm not saying that atlantis becomes a dom d dominant part of your life but you take a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of this a little bit of that and before you know it you're overcome by the things of the world atlantis doesn't impact you today at all but the decisions the choices what's in your heart what you think what you feel is it in line with the word of god is it is it is it keeping with the with the commandments of God? Is it keeping with the faith of Jesus Christ? Because when it's when everything is all said and done here, our life is just a vapor, and we're going to have to give an account before God as to what we did with our lives. And and you know, uh, uh, look, I, I, the first twenty eight years of my life were a train wreck. I got involved in in, in so many different things. And the, and the past 25 years since God reached down and pulled this bramble out of the fire, she's had to work all those things of the world that were in me in the first 28 years out of me. And I still fight today to keep those things away from me. Because Satan knows that if he can draw me in on those things, he can pull me away from God. And I won't allow that to happen. And have I allowed that to happen in my past? Yes, I have. So I, I want to use my life as an example to you, okay? These things are just rabbit holes to take you down roads that you don't understand, you don't know, and you don't know what traps Satan has laid for you going down them. So, Brother Levi, and I, I love that you said this, and I'm not attacking you in any way, shape, or form. So when we look at the Word, and this is for you too, White Wolf, you guys are, you, you intently look at the word. And we start talking about Crimeas. We start talking about DNA. We start talking about the world not being a globe. We start talking about all this stuff. Are we not being distracted from the word of the Lord? When we start trying to pick this denomination over that denomination, the, 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 the Latin translation versus the Greek, Versus the Hebrew. Are we not, tra not trampling, but aren't we not being distracted from the true meaning of the parable, of the, the lesson that the Lord has given us in this great book? 
when we do these things? That's you can go first, Levi, since I directed that in. Can, can I jump in? Uh, yeah, absolutely, Jason. Yeah, so you kind of uh, you kind of uh, paraphrase exactly what I was going to say. Um, you know, I, I'm glad you brought up the Atlantis thing because that is a rabbit hole designed to distract. And and the reason I brought it back to the common denominator earlier when I said, "Do we all agree that Jesus Christ is the way?" Okay, we all agree on this. Now let's take a look outside of our religions. Look, let's look at the uh, uh, Mormons. So they they teach from the Bible and the Book of Mormon. So are they going to sit there and tell me that I have to also subscribe to the Book of Mormon, this additional thing, otherwise I'm wrong? So the little uh, small differences between our religion, how important is that if the key is Jesus Christ? Uh, well, you know, well, actually, there's a big difference between the Mormons and us. The, the Mormons don't believe that our Lord Jesus Christ is God. Yes, I understand that. I'm just, okay. I was using that as an example, White Wolf. I was using that well, as an example that there was an additional I, I, layer. And if you don't do this additional layer, to me, that is almost like a cult. Um, they're adding to. So I think we need to reduce it to the, the least common denominator, which is Jesus Christ. And then from there, if you want to be scholarly and try to decode things and dig into the weeds, that's fine. But we have to stay grounded and we have to we have to understand that we have a common root uh, and not, you know, get into it with each other over little details, you know. OK, well, what I would like what I would like to say is the standard is not Catholic. The standard is not Protestant, Episcopalian or whatever of the 45 denominations you want to throw out there. The standard is the word of God. And God is the one who establishes the standard and what is written in the Word of God. So when you hear me talk about the DNA, and when you hear me talk about the giants, and you hear me talk about, okay, the chimera, it's because all of these things have to do with what's going on now. But there it doesn't say God. that. I I I, I got to keep does. telling. I keep it saying does. this, and no, nobody's does. answering me. It, 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 it doesn't it does. say that. Yes, it, it does. does not yes, say it, that. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, look, I I do not have. Uh, Jason, does it say I, I, that? Let me. I, I'm going to ask everybody. Does does it say yeah, any of that? Uh, some of what Levi talks about with the giants and stuff is actually in the Old Testament. I've read it. Does it say that that angels? Okay, mated with humans in the Bible. Does it say that? You could infer that, yes. Uh, but does yeah. it say that? I'm no, not asking whether you that. can infer I would have to go read it. make a leap. I'm asking if it literally says that because that's what I'm talking about. Literal. Being literal. Literal. This is the word of God. Okay. When you read Genesis, 6, it upsets me because it's it, it no, to me it's no, perverted no. to do that. It perverts it's, it's the not, word. It's, it's not. It's not corrupt. Like I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you. Genesis six one, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God, the Ben Elohim, that's what it is in Hebrew. Those are angels. Those are not men. Those are Angels and the angels we're well, talking how, about. Here how do you are, know that those are angels? It it doesn't because, say that they're angels. Yes, it does because when you look at when you look at the sons in the Hebrew, that means Ben. Ben in the Hebrew means of. Nowhere else okay. in Scripture are are angels ever referred to as the sons of God. 
Okay, yes, they are. In the book of Job, they are mentioned as Ben Elohim. Okay. In the book of Job, they are mentioned as Ben Elohim. And then again, okay, in again, Peter, the epistles of Peter, and in Jude, okay, he talks about the fallen angels. Okay. They're they're referred to there as fallen angels, they're not referred to as the sons but the of Hebrew, God. But the Hebrew, the Hebrew term is still Ben Elohim. Even though they're fallen from grace, they're still known as the sons of God. But okay, okay, okay. Uh, all right. Here's my so question. hold on. Another, uh, another no, I'm, well, okay, I'm going to answer your question. Let me answer your first question. Verse two: that the sons of God, the fallen angels, saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, "My spirit shall not always strive with man." For that he is also is flesh, and yet his days shall be numbered in 120 years. And there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God, the fallen angels, came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. Right there in the scriptures says that the fallen angels laid with the daughters of men, Oh, and it they does. them children. It. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It I've got Jim Ninja, who I, I happen to know is pretty schooled in the Kabbalah. Ben Elohim, he says, is a term from the Kabbalah only. It means angels only on in the Kabbalah. It is not from the Kabbalah. It, that is that is not true. The Ben Elohim have always been known as the angels, the sons of what God. Is, is that the ending of the text, Levi? And is that the beginning of the text? If we read the text from beginning to end and not just cherry pick that part, translated no, I read, in the Hebrew. I, 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 I read you Genesis 1, a 6, 1, 2, 3, and 4. I just, and I'm okay. not picking on you, but it seems like no. we're, we're jumping through hoops. I'm not jumping through any hoops. I'm giving you straight from the word of God. Geese and when you says when, an angel is a spirit that is a creature who does not have a body. Angels are messengers to man and they act as guardians over human beings. This is what Geesebusters is saying. When the fallen angels were cast out of heaven from the great rebellion and they were thrown down, the glory of God was taken off of them. Okay? When their glory of God was taken off of them, angels are equipped with genitalia. But they did not work in heaven because there is no mating for the angels in heaven. Just like when human beings are trans are, are changed and they go up into heaven. Okay. Will the men still have their genitalia? Yes. Will the women still have their geni their genitalia? Yes. But because there's no marriage in heaven nor any given in marriage, there will be no procreation in heaven. So now Hi, JJ. Hi, buddy. So, White Wolf, what, what's your opinion on this stuff? Hi. Hello, Pop, and hello, JJ. Well, I, I, I think he's well. With all due respect to Levi, I think he's completely left the ballpark. Angels are pure spirits, and they don't have any power of procreation at all. Only men have been commanded by God to be fertile and multiply, not the angels. So the the angels that, that there's I, I mean that 
the idea that the angels could could procreate with with, with women is is absolutely ludicrous as far as I'm concerned. It, it, it's just ludicrous. And I, I think that Levi is just getting hopelessly lost in etymology and, and he's wandering off into the weeds and, and, and he's not paying attention to the clear meaning of scripture that, that has been given to us by Holy Mother Church. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why we have Holy Mother Church in, in, in order to keep all of the theological arguments in bounds. That, that, that's why uh, God is, has given the church the authority to be guided by the Holy Ghost and, and to be infallible as, as far as matters of faith and morals are concerned in, in order to keep everything in bounds. Because, uh, because I, I mean, just look at the Internet. Look, look at all these people talking about... Uh, the book of of Enoch and so on and so forth. Uh, it's it's just a complete dumpster fire, as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's it's uh, I've j just on the issue of baptism and desire, for example. I, I I just had had a lengthy argument with somebody on YouTube, and I'm not even going to argue with them anymore because the, the the position of the church and the position of the Council of Trent is abundantly clear. And these people want to have conjecture and, and, and put in things that, that aren't even there. But, uh, but that's, that's the danger we run into as, as, as far as theological debate and discussion is concerned. And that's why we always have to go back to, to, to the proper foundation, which is what Jason Barker consistently wants to do. He wants to go back to the foundation, go back to first principles. And, and, and that's, that's uh, a very good approach to to questions of theology. Always, always start from, from the first principles. Well, but, uh, I, I mean, but, but I'm not saying that Brother Levi cannot have his opinions and so on and so forth. Okay, and 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 if the the timeline that we're on starts to. Uh, Approach his opinions. That that then I'll, I'll give them some uh, some some study and and and, and some heat and, and some heed. But but as far as eschatology is concerned, I, I pay most attention to what Our Lady said at Fatima, and the the abomination of desolation, for example. I believe that 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 refers to to, to the Catholic Mass. Okay, because. I know that Protestants don't believe that the mass is a sacrifice, okay? Because because Protestants believe in the doctrine of of, of solo gratias. I and, believe the uh, mass is a sacrifice ritual. Well, the mass is a sacrifice. It, it's one and the same sacrifice as our Lord Jesus Christ offered up on Mount Calvary. It's that sacrifice extended to all times and all places. When we assist at Mass, the best way to think of it is we, we are at the foot of the cross with St. John and Our Lady. That's where we are when we are at Mass. Let's let Levi rebuke uh, or re have rebuttal, and then I want to ask sure. now, I, Levi I, I, and, and Jason a question. Okay, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this. 
the Lord has had me studying his word for 25 years. And I've sat there and I've read it myself. And from, from that, I've made mistakes. Then God sat me down and he said, now let me show you how to read my word and understand my word. And the very first thing that he taught me was that it's my word. I wrote it. Don't you think you should come to the one who wrote it and ask for help? And I, I realized he was right. And so I asked him for help. And the very first thing that he turned me to was Isaiah 11.2. And he revealed the seven spirits of God that roam the earth, seeking to whom they may be with to help them in their walk. And so I read what those seven spirits were. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of, of knowledge, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of, of might, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the spirit of the, of the fear of the Lord, okay? Spirit of the fear of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, and the spirit of might. The seven spirits, okay, the seven eyes that were on the seven stones in the book of Zechariah. And they're the seven eyes on the slain lamb that's in book of Revelation. And so I asked God for those. And I asked him for those only because I wanted to have them so that I could help his people. And he showed me how to read the scriptures and go into the Hebrew and go into the Greek and understand the languages. Now, I understand that may not be your thing, and I get it, okay? But this is what he has taught me, and this is what he has shown me. Because the, the word was written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and in Greek. And the definitions of words in the Hebrew and the Aramaic and in the Greek are different from definitions of words that are written in Latin and different from words that are written in English and so on and so on. This is called entomology. Okay, Words change as you go from language to language to language to language. And so I would ask God, what are the key words in each one of the scriptures? And he would show me, and I'd look at the Hebrew or I'd look at the Greek and read the definition. And then I'd take that definition and I would look back at the scripture and it all comes into focus. So this is why when you say to me, okay, that this is not written and that is not written, it's because you're looking at the English that's on the page. But when you look at the words that are English on the page and you check the Hebrew and you check the Greek, you get the definition of what the word is, and then you put it back into the statement and you see what God is talking about. Well, then, the, you, then and, that, that, uh, that, that, that denotes the Bible is useless to lay people. No, it's not. It isn't sure it is. because it no it isn't because it's the responsibility of those who are called to minister to teach their people properly. And we are the most blessed generation of people out there because we have so many tools at our disposal. We well, have well, 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 Levi, we have online let courses. me let, let me say a few things. First of all, uh I have to disagree that that words between different languages have different meanings. Okay, uh, the 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 word for wolf in in Latin is lupus, and and the word for 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 
for wolf in Spanish is lobo. And, and, and they both mean wolf, okay? They, they both mean the same creature, okay? And, and the same thing with the word for dog or the word for cat and so on and so forth. Now, yes, there are certain phrases and languages that, that, that are not translatable into other languages. For, for, for example, uh, th there are certain German words that you just simply can't tr directly translate into English, and I'm sure that that holds for every language. Also, we know for a fact, and, and this is contrary to the theory of evolution, by the way, is that languages have been devolving throughout history. The German, for, or, or not German, Greek, for example, has 12 cases, Latin has nine, and English has only six. So in one sense, you're right. That that is that is hard to 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 grab onto precise meanings from older languages, because men seem to be getting dumber and dumber as as we go along towards the end of time. But to to make the statement that that the sense and the meaning of the scriptures were were changed, okay, but by being translated into different languages, I. I, I think that that's, that's going way out on a limb. And the question I would have for you is, is how do you specifically know that you were called uh, as, as opposed to somebody else? I, I mean, if I have two people that are giving me two different opinions and they both say that they're called and they both say that they're telling the truth, well, I'm forced to choose between one or the other, Okay. Because it can't be raining and not raining at the same time that the law of, of non-contradiction still applies. Okay, well, all right. Being called to minister the word and actual ministering of the word are two different events. You can have two people that are called. Okay. Well, well how, how do and, you know and, that you're called? My, because I was... I had my personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Who well, told well, how me do you know to... that it was Jesus Christ you had an encounter with and not with the devil? How do you know that? Because the devil is not going to come before me, and he's not going to tell me to preach God's word. Well, I, I think the devil has, has told people to preach God's word in certain circumstances. Okay, Jim because, <laughs> because w w when somebody when somebody starts when Jim somebody starts uttering heresies and 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 that which is erroneous, okay, that that can't possibly be coming from God. For example, the Arian heresy, okay, the Arian heresy, w which said that our Lord Jesus Christ was not God, but 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 th that he was somewhere between angels and God. And and uh, but but that was not of God, and yet th there were there were bishops and people who said that they were of the Holy Ghost who were preaching the Arian heresy. So, so I have to have some standard by, by which I know that a person truly is called by God, okay, versus those who are imposters. Okay. Well, I can tell you, you you I can tell you exactly, okay, that I believe that God testified of the Lord Jesus Christ and at the anointed and appointed time Christ came as was prophesied and came in the flesh and dwelt among men 
he taught us how to walk in the ways of God. And well, at I the agree with time, he was turned over. Hold on, let me finish. He was turned over to evil men, where evil men under the auspices of Satan scourged him, beat him, whipped him, mocked him, spat on him, tore his flesh. And then he was had to carry his cross up on top of that hill where he was crucified. And he died as a result of that crucifixion and shedding his blood. And for three nights and for three days, he was in the heart of the earth. He was setting the captives free and the captors captive. And he took from Satan the keys to hell, death, and the grave. And he rose from the dead at the end of the third day. He appeared before his disciples. <clears throat> and for 40 days, he taught his disciples. He even healed one of a hurt and a pain. And at the end of the 40 days, in the sight of his disciples, he ascended unto heaven where he is now seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting to come back in great glory to reclaim his earth and, and come to his kingdom. Yes. Okay. I had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can say whatever you want, White Wolf. But he told me to preach his word. And he chased me down because I was scared. And for the past 25 years, God has been working with me in, in what is I can only term as my wilderness to get the world out of me and to put his world in me. I'm the, his word in me, excuse me. And when I preach the word of God, I preach from the word. When I preach from the word, I back it up through the Hebrew and through the Greek. I do not judge people. I do not condemn people. I give them the unadulterated truth because I know the penalties of adding to the word of God and taking away from the word of God. And I take no pleasure in knowing the destruction of souls because of their sins. And that's why I warn them. And I do as the word says. I reach into the fires to pluck the brambles out. As the Lord gave me the motto for my ministry, we change the world through Jesus Christ one person at a time, and we take them as far as their free will is willing to go in the Lord. How deep I want to go in the Lord is not going to be the same as Tiger or as Jason, or as you. Does that make me better than any of you? No. It makes me more the servant to you, to help you, to, to encourage you, to, to come up from where you are, not accept where you are, and get deeper into God. Because when it's all said and done, each one of our lives is going to disappear like a vapor in the wind, and it's going to mean nothing. And the books are going to be open, and the scrolls are going to be opened, and the book of Levi is going to be opened, and the book of Jason is going to be opened, and the book of Tiger is going to be opened, and the book of White Wolf is going to be opened. And everything that God had planned for each one of our lives and everyone else's life out there is going to be read before all of heaven. And then the book that each one of us has written, which is our life, is going to be compared to it. And they're going to be thrown into the fire. And what is of God will be refined. But what is not shall be lost in the fire. And if everything is lost in the fire, may God save that person, okay, because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And, for, and, and, and I take exception, okay, that you would challenge the calling that's on my life, 
not from the perspective that you have the right to make sure that I am a man of God, but that to tell me what I've experienced and what I haven't experienced, and you have this is the first time that we've ever talked. I'm sorry, uh, White Wolf, that's out of line. Well, well all and I'm saying is, I don't appreciate all I'm that. saying is that I, I have a standard of truth, okay? And if something does not conform to that standard of truth, then I have to say that that that, that person, okay, is 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 uninformed, okay, or then misinformed if you, then if that's, or malinformed. If that's the way you feel. If that's the way you feel about me, then don't well, please well, don't it's, hide not, words it's not it's not a feeling. It's something. It. It's something objective, okay. If if I have. If I have somebody who seems really learned in mathematics, for example, okay, and knows all about boundary value problems and integral calculus, but then he says, oh, I've discovered that two and two equals five, I would say, I'm sorry, but you're a fraud. Okay, two and two okay. does not equal five. I, it equals and I would four. have no problem agreeing. I, would, I, I wouldn't go so far as to call him a fraud. I would tell him that he's an error, and I would show him the error that he may correct himself and correct exactly exactly so well the, the, the same thing the same thing applies to theology okay i have a standard it's called the deposit of faith and, and if, if somebody is going contrary to that deposit of faith then i know that 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 person is deluded okay. well, i have a the standard is the word of god not not men's religions, traditions, and doctrines of men, or false doctrines, false teachings, heresies, or doctrines of devils. Well, My well, the, standard the, is the, the word of God. The deposit of faith comes to us from our Lord Jesus Christ and the twelve apostles. That's okay. where the deposit of faith comes from. The the scriptures are a subset of the deposit of faith. Okay, as far as, as I'm not far as a I Protestant. Know, I, I don't adhere to, to, I to the idea of scripture either. alone. I'm not a Protestant either. I'm I'm of no denomination. I don't prescribe to any denomination. I'm not even non-denominational because they're denomination in and of themselves. I am a believer in the you know, Lord Levi, Jesus Christ. In White Wolf, let me let me interject, and I'm going to go to Jason. What I think White Wolf is is saying is what you conveyed to me the other day, Levi, is that if you feel that someone and you guys are just disagree, but if you feel that someone is walking the path of destruction because you are called it's a different reason for white wolf okay because white wolf sees someone walking the path of destruction because you are both christians okay that you must warn that person i think that's where white wolf is coming from i don't think he's intending to insult you are you white wolf no no okay and i, I and so jason what were you what were you, because i had a guy in here all right. And, and I, I hope he, I, you know, if he doesn't want to view me, I really don't care. If people don't like what I say, I tell him don't watch. But he said, and I'm not going to single him out, but he does. He's not going to watch this anymore because he doesn't like what White, White Wolf is saying. And I, I, I commented to him, you shouldn't be so shaky. If your faith is solid, you should be able to listen to other opinions and, and, and listen to them. It shouldn't shake your faith. It shouldn't make you shut, you know, everything down and turn away. That's that's my big problem with Christianity as a whole, that they talk about pagans, they talk about this other religion, that other religion, this religion, and they don't know anything about it. Because not only does the Catholic Church forbid you learning about other religions, but most Protestant religions and denominations forbid you about knowing other religions. So you have to either listen to what the priest tells you 
or what the pastor tells you. And I didn't do either one of those things. I went and found out my damn self. And I found well, out what the priest you, was telling ask, me, me or what the pastor were telling me was wrong. And I found let, none let me of that ask stuff you a question, in the Bible. Tiger, let me ask you a question. When the Lord Jesus Christ walked the earth and he taught us, did he teach us to go and investigate everybody else's religions, everything else that the world was doing? Or did he teach us to stay focused on God through him? He taught us that he went to, okay, the Sumerians. He taught, he taught, he went to the Jews. I'm sure there's other instances in the Bible where he went to people of different faith and he interacted with them. He did not judge okay. them. It, he did not tell be... them they were going to hell. He did not sit in their face and say, I am the light and the way. And if you don't follow me, Sumerian, you're going to hell. Because their religion was totally different than any than the Jewish or the or the Christian faith. If I seen him look, stand with whores. If, if you look I seen at him the stand totality... with tax collectors. I seen him stand with people who were evil. That's what I seen. I see the divine, and this is what I believe. And, and I don't know if White Wolf has heard about this before. I'm sure some other Catholics have. There is the blood that Jesus spilled, the divine mercy of Christ, the divine mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, tells me a Buddhist who does not call him Jesus Christ but acts in the way that Jesus Christ would approve of is not going to hell. An unborn baby is not going to hell. Someone who is not of our faith, who acts as one of us who acts like we are our faith that's in our faith is not going to hell because there is divine mercy. The Lord is merciful. That's what I learned from the new covenant. So much so that he sent his son down to pay for our eternal sins. But that's not what scripture says, Tiger, and that's the problem. I don't go by what okay. the scripture says. If I went by what scripture says, I would go find me a whore in the street and stone her to death. That's what that's I would do. Okay, you're talking about what something. Scripture says, Levi, there'd be a lot of horror. If people did that and took it literally, you'd have all kinds of horrible acts in the name of Christianity, which we have. You're talking, you're talking about the things of the Old Testament. You're talking about a covenant that was made between God and the Hebrews. That, that old covenant was fulfilled by Jesus Christ on the cross. It was fulfilled then. We are under the new covenant through the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? And he gave us our instructions, all right? If And and he told us that out of the heart is what comes the evil. It's What comes out of the heart, usually through the mouth, is what causes the evil. It causes the deeds, all right? Jesus said multiple places, the apostles have said in multiple places, okay, that there is only one mediator between God and man. Oh, okay, well, how about can, this? How can about I hop in? Pick I got it. Watch the way he acts. Go on, JB. I, yeah, I got a head soon. Uh, uh, JJ's throwing a fit in there because he wants me to say good, good night to him again. But um, I, my point is that what does it take to have a relationship with God? What does it take? I believe that Jesus was a divine gift. He paid our, our price so that we don't have to go to hell. And not only that, but we can also have an open relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That is what is important. Now, you don't have to decode the Da Vinci Code to, to get to that point. Now, if you want to go a little further, 
that's on you. And there's going to be disagreements, you know, different scientists, they study different facts, uh, different data sets, and they're going to come up with different solutions or different assumptions or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I don't think that that is going to, if I don't subscribe to that, I still have the core thing, which is Jesus Christ. So a, a good example, if Tiger's walking down the street and I see a bus coming and I say, Tiger, get the hell out of the way. And he moves and, and he, he's saved. You know, the bus doesn't hit him. He's good to go. Now I don't need to come and tell him that his posture is bad, that you need to walk up right. You need to make left here. This is a shortcut. Go this way. You know, now that may be good. That may be the right answer. But I don't think that uh, he's going to be dead. I mean, he already missed the bus. You know, the bus missed him. So I, I don't see anything wrong with either one of you guys as far as your um, your studying, your theology. Um, I think it's a great thing that we dig in and we share this information. I just don't think we should be like hating on each other if we don't necessarily agree. I don't hate anybody in this room. Yeah. No, I, I haven't hated on anybody. It's just a, I won't speak evil. It's a turn of phrase. No, it's a, it's a turn it. of phrase. No, brother. I know we don't have hate. I just look. This the standard is the standard is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's God's word. Okay, it's His love letter to us. Or if you want to put it in in brass tacks, if this is God is saying, "This is my word. This is the deal. Take it or leave it." Okay. If you take it, you, and you, the way you take it is through the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe in Him. That's where it starts. That you, in your heart, you believe that God was raised Him from the dead. You confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You are baptized for your sins. And salvation is made unto confession. And then God is not happy to just leave you there. He's, he's accepted you. He's credited that act as an act of righteousness on your behalf. It is the only act of righteousness that any man can do is believing in his heart that God raised him from the dead and that he is the son of God. That's it. That's the only yeah, act of righteousness once that, that you relationship can have. is established. I think that we each have our own path to go. And like I said, yes, there's nothing wrong with, with studying, uh, sharing what you learn, but that's not the end all be all. It is it's a personal relationship between each person and God. Uh, so white wolf's path and what he needs to learn and do is going to be different than yours or mine or, or tigers. It's well, the, the question, the question is, the question has been tonight is whose path are people on and is it the right path because when he said okay i am the way meaning the lord jesus christ i am the way that means every other way is lost he said narrow is the gate and difficult is the path and narrow is the way and few there are that ever find it Broad is the way that leads unto destruction, and many go in that door thereat. Why does open the gate broadest the path of destruction? Broad is the way which leads unto destruction, it, because there's only one way, and that's Jesus Christ. I take yeah, that but once in a that totally is... different way, brother. I take that if you let all kinds of crap in your life, and you accept a lot of stupid nonsense, whether it's religious or not, your I mean, it's a life lesson for me. You're on the path to destruction. I, I, I see see how differently we, and, and it's not just me and you. It's this is going to be 
in between white wolf might hear that and think it did get a different thing jason barker might hear that and get a different thing i look at it as when you are like i liken it to the if you're lukewarm i spit you out of my mouth if you don't if you don't have a set way of thinking of what is the truth a set way in your life a set way to live and you allow all these other things to come into your life then you are on the path to destruction because you don't have a plan that's the you way know, i look Tiger, at that you look at let it me share this let me share way. this with you let me know let me share this with you okay because i had in my in my very beginnings i had that question too okay and the lord gave me a vision and the vision he gave me was that he and i we're standing on a group of rocks, and we were on the edge of what I could describe as a cliff. There was a wide expanse that was before us. It was flat. It was even. And then beyond those, there were some mountains. At the end of the cliff, there were lights that were down below, some red, some orange, some yellow, but there was a fog, a mist that was rolling up from it, so you couldn't see what was down there. And all of a sudden, I heard this stomp, and it was the stomp like soldiers marching. And out of the fog came a line of people, columns of people, ranks of people, shoulder to shoulder, and they had a blank, they were staring straight ahead, walking shoulder to shoulder, and they had this blank stare on their face, and they were just walking forward in step. One rank after another, after another, after another. And they got to the edge of the cliff and they walked over the cliff. And they all fell in. One rank after another, after another, after another, after another. And the rank on the cliff could not hear the rank that fell in and all the screams and the cries that were going on. And now, and while that was going on, every once in a while in the background, I'd see this little ball of light that would shoot straight up into the heaven. And times would by another one go, and then another one. And I asked the Lord, what does this all mean? And he explained to me, these people that you see falling over the cliff, they're on the broad road that leads to destruction. They're doing what they think is right. They're, they're having a relationship with me based on their understanding and not the understanding of the word. They're doing what they feel is what they should be doing, but so not what they should be doing. So wait, I, 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 I have to push back and on then, this. I have and to push hold back on, on this. And, and hold on. Let me explain something. And then the last part was I asked him, well, what were those, okay, that I saw over there going up? And he said to me, again, narrow is the way and narrow is the gate difficult is the path and few there be that ever find it broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction and many go in thereat for many are called but few are chosen so are you telling me I, if, if i accept christ if i accept the sacrifice and i say i believe in christ and and i develop that relationship with god if i don't continue to decode the matrix i could lose that salvation is that what you're telling me because I reject that. When, what, once what, you're what? saved, you're saved. Now, your works should come out and reflect that. You should repent. But I don't think that, you know, you're going to have to decode the whole, you know, uh, 
the whole matrix to be well, able to so, several on. places in scripture it does say only he that perseveres to the end will be saved in other words s salvation is a continuous process in the i don't i don't agree with that i'm sorry i so, don't so, so are you saying salvation is a continuous process of decoding the bible or is salvation a no, continuous no, process salvation, of like a christian salvation a is a continuous process of as St. Paul says, we work out our salvation in fear and trembling. He that believeth in me it is shall a, not perish, it is but have a continuous process. We're, we're always we're, we're always trying to be better. I mean, every, every night before we go to bed, for example, we should examine our conscience and 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 see where we sin during the day, and we should uh, make a perfect act of contrition. We should tell God that we're sorry for having offended Him. Okay. And, and hopefully, as as we go through life, our, our sins become less and less, and, and our virtues become greater and greater. That, that There's never any point in our spiritual life where we say, okay, I'm satisfied now. It, it's like, because love, charity and love are, are two things in this life that have absolutely no limits. Okay. No matter how charitable we were today, we, we could probably say, Oh, I could have done better. I could have spent more time in prayer. I, I could have, I could have mortified myself more. I, I could have, uh, I, I could have done this better and, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, it's like how we use our time, for example. We should strive that, that that not a moment of the day is wasted. Okay, time is a lot more than money. Each moment of time, our eternity hangs in the balance because each moment of time, we, we could do something whereby we lose the grace of God. Yeah, White Wolf, you're putting in on works now, and this is where religion is born. This is where man taints the religion. Well, wait, wait a minute, okay. Jason. So you're telling me it, that be all a someone natural... has to do. I got a question, Jay. Okay. Yeah. All someone has to do is say, I'm saved. I believe in Jesus Christ and you're going to heaven. So I would say this because I, I get that a lot. Um, if you truly are saved, then the works will come out on their own naturally. But I don't think that you get saved and then all of a sudden there's a set thing of, because now you get into religion. This is where you should be going. This is what you should be doing. This is so what no sin is. This is what no rules when you're saved. Once you're saved, um, it's a free for all. I, if you have a relationship with God, then, like I said, the works will come out naturally. The repentance will come out naturally. You know, and we're going to slip. No, that, that's fall. not true. That's not true because the word of God, the word well, of God says. That's because you say that's not true, but that's no, religion. The, now. The, now we're the, getting into religion. No, the, the, the word of God draws you to repentance. That's the word of God. He draws you to repentance. So what's your conscience so, then, Jay? That That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit that the word of God, God is the word. So it so does. when you do you something wrong, you feel bad, right? Yes. Okay. And that's so, and then you correct your behavior. Yes. Okay. So what, what, I guess what I'm having a problem understanding here is you're, 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 you're saying an utterance. Is being, well, I guess maybe I could like unpack this for everybody. I think I get what you're saying. I think you're saying the same thing we're saying, only in a different way. I what think you're so. saying is once you believe in the way of Jesus Christ, you learn of the teachings of Jesus Christ, okay, then you try to act as Christ like as possible. You're going to do that. You can't just say you believe in Jesus Christ, you have to act like you believe in Jesus. You Christ. have to actually, so you're believe saying it. when you're yeah. saved. You are compelled 
to act like Jesus Christ. And when you don't, you know you haven't. Therefore, you have sinned. And that's where the conscious kicks in. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, it's, it's because I'm like taking it. what you're saying. If I just took it on its face, is I can go and say I'm saved, do a bunch of sins, keep sinning, but I'm saved and I'm okay. I'm going to heaven. I know. Yeah. I think you kind of, you kind of got it mostly right there. If you are truly were earnest, if you were earnest and honest with yourself and you received Christ and received the Holy Spirit, then yes, even though you may backslide, you may make mistakes, you're going to be compelled to do the right thing. But when you start framing it like this is the path you must take, that becomes a religion. That becomes what man is telling me to do. But, but, but wait a minute. If, if the do. path you must take is the path of Jesus Christ. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it but that, that's going to come it. from God. It doesn't God. matter if I say it or you say it, Brother Levi or White Wolf says it. You're still following that path. Okay, and, and that brings it full circle where I said, if you want to be a scholar and learn and study and all that stuff, God is going to tell you what that path is. But I don't need a person to tell me now if they want to share knowledge with me and i receive that knowledge you know god's going to make me receive that knowledge and that could be the path he wants me to take but i think that once you get that relationship with god god speaks to you directly and it's up to you how far you want to take that but i don't yeah, I, I don't think that if i don't take white wolf's path or levi's path that that means I'm going to go, you know, I lost my salvation. I'm going to hell. Now. No, I don't think that either. And I've never said that. I've never yeah, said I that. think this, this is a great example, guys, to show. Okay. Again, bringing this all kind of full circle. Do you see how Jason, he's an individual. Now, this, this gets into people and liberty and the way you think. Jason is saying something. We did not understand what Jason was saying. Jason really didn't understand exactly what Levi was saying or White Wolf or vice versa back and forth. This is perspective. Perspective is based on an individual's experiences in life. This makes a person's perspective what it is. When Jason said that, I initially thought that Jason was saying, you can just say you're saved and you can do whatever you want. And that's that. But that's not what Jason was saying. I had to, I had to listen to Jay and, and understand and get into his perspective to understand what he was saying. That's just like when me and White Wolf say, well, we, you know, we, 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 we believe in the Paschal Mysteries and we have a, a accordance of truth that we follow. OK, that's not saying that we believe every single priest or a pope or a bishop. OK, that truth is brought to us from our own perspective, from the way that God has chosen to let us see this truth. White Wolf has his. I have mine. Levi has his. Levi, you all right, buddy? Yeah, I have. I've been I I have uh, an issue with my left arm and my left arm has been hitting me. I got a pinched nerve in my neck. Well, everybody pray for right Levi's now. left arm. Seriously. So, it, so no, it's so all right. It's all right. I, I, I think it, to bring this whole episode because we have it's been two hours now. Okay, two and a half hours almost. And I, I'm getting tired. And uh, but to and we I, I I really would like to do this again. What I would like to tell everyone viewing and you guys on the show is we might believe different things when it comes to our Christianity, but going back to we're Christians. We have the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call him, evil. And even I'm talking to my brethren who are not Christian. There is an evil force moving throughout this world. 
And those of us who believe in the good or who are Christians, who are Orthodox Jew, I don't care what you are, okay? We all agree on the same kind of things. And we must always band together. We must have these conversations so we can learn. We can teach other people different perspectives. And we must be accepting of other people's opinions. That doesn't mean I'm converting to Brother Levi's way of thinking or Jason's converting to White Wolf's way of thinking. But it was great to listen to everybody. And it was great that we had disagreements and discord and banter. But can I ask all of you something? Are we all still friends? Are we all still on the same side? Jason? Oh, yeah, 100%. And I want to say, White Wolf and Levi, you guys are scholars, scholars, scholars. Yeah, that's um, why I have them here. And I that's just, I, I, I kind of get triggered when I start thinking about going through the motions of certain things because I know so many people that spend their entire lives in church uh, doing the right things, checking the right boxes, and I don't think they actually believe. The common denominator is Jesus Christ. If we start there, I think from there we can have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? That's all I got. That's my final thoughts. All right, Levi, same question to you. Are we all still friends? Do we do we agree that we are all trying in our best way from our own ways, trying to fight this evil? I believe that you guys are all made in the similitude of the image of God, and I see you for the value that God has made in each and every one of you, and I love you. I love you too, brother. White Wolf, my okay. friend. Yes. <laughs> the... the, the uh... You see, the, the perspective that I'm coming from is our Lord Jesus Christ gave us all truth. And that truth is contained in the deposit of the faith. And and, and yes, you, you're right that uh, especially over the last 100 years, the popes and the bishops have done an absolutely miserable job representing that deposit of faith. Uh, look at the recent proclamation by Pope Frantic on on December 17th, as far as these quote-unquote same-sex blessings are concerned. It's the sin of Sodom that, that he wants to bless. I, I, I mean, this is totally pathetic. And, and he's putting himself out there as, as the leader of all the Christian people of the world. That's why I believe we're on the verge of the reign of the Antichrist. Excellent. Now, guys, do you guys think maybe... In the near future, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let this simmer for a while because the chat was insane. We all got a little bit, but but I like it because we're all here. We're smiling. I love all of you. I love all the viewers. I'm not picking on anybody. This was great. People get passionate. Yes, about and, and tell Karen Carpenter that Casey says hello to Jeff. Casey says hello to Jeff. Karen Carpenter. So, um, but but will you guys do this again? Oh yeah, yeah. Levi. Yeah, no objection. No objection. Right. So I, I just want to. I want to let Levi know. It's clear to the viewer. We're all still good buddies. We're all friends yeah. here. And I agree I, with ninety nine percent of what Levi, me and him, have talked extensively on the phone. And I agree with a lot of his interpretation, um, his research and stuff like that. So by a no, uh, by no means am I trying to say either one of you guys are wrong. I'm just saying for me, uh, I'm a simpleton. I'm I'm a, a follower of, of Christ. Uh, I'm not necessarily the brains of the body. I'm maybe the hands or the, <laughs> or the feet. Okay. So uh, definitely I'm not going to challenge you guys on your knowledge um, and, you know, stuff like that. But uh, I don't know, for me, I always like to just, if you really, really, really believe in Christ, if you really truly accepted him, your works should show that. Even if you slip up from time to time, your works should show that. And uh, I think if they don't, 
then maybe you aren't really saved. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Guys. Okay. So sorry uh, if I got a little confusing earlier with the. So I would, uh, I'm going to close this out. Is everybody good with that? Yeah. Okay. Um, God bless one and all in the audience. This is a great conversation. I have a very good viewing audience. Everybody, you're, you're all amazing people. Everybody on this screen is an amazing person. I love one of one and all of you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember, time is your most valuable commodity. Okay, cherish it and use it wisely. Do spend it, spend it doing something you love with someone you love, improving yourself, preferably all three of those things. Please, please, please like and share. Please, please like and share. And everybody have a great night. I'll see you guys. I'll I'll see all my listeners and viewers. Come to freeworld.fm Saturday night. It's a lot more loosey-goosey. It's a lot of fun. We talk about positive things. We have a great time on there. Freeworld.fm, Tiger Tales. And until we meet again. Oh, where's the outro? Yes. Until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen. Hang out just for two seconds, guys. Your time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and use it wisely. Until we meet again. Damn it, end the stream, end the stream.